Welcome, friends, to another edition of Liberation Lectionary, where we uh, riff on the scriptures and try to make sense of them for our day and age and see how they might lead us in the way of liberation, in the way of, of Jesus. And so I'm Francisco Garcia, Episcopal priest out in Nashville, Tennessee, also PhD student and troublemaker. And with me always is my friend here. Jamie Edwards Acton, Episcopal priest, also agitator out here in Los Angeles. Yes, and so we home are, of the Dodgers. Let's just say a Dodgers. prayer for the Dodgers. Sure. Quick prayer. It could be over by the time people see this uh, this episode, but let's hope not. So, yes, they're going to San Francisco. Is that right? They're going back up to San Francisco on Thursday. So, wow. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll send the, the holy band of angels up to... That's right. As Jim Carrey famously said, I still have a shot. So what you're saying, <laughs> still have a shot. There's a chance. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, we are looking at the... We're at the 21st Sunday after Pentecost. And uh, looking at the Gospel of Mark still, uh, chapter 10, verses 35 to 45. And Jamie will take us through that. Yep. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They replied, We are able. Then Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the 10 heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, you know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lord it over them. And their great ones are tyrants over them, but it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a, a life, a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Oh. <laughs> Well, so what this, about is one of the, this is one of the funnier uh, kind of, you know, humorous passages. Um, poor disciples, poor James, poor Zebedee brothers, you know. Peter's the one that, you know, gets the bad rap in Mark, but now it's, uh, it's yeah. Zebedee. The Zebedees. The bros. Well, here, uh, you know, here they come to Jesus and they're, they um, they feel that they're I guess they feel that this is uh, this movement that they're caught up in is is uh, something historical something monumental and uh, you know to be a part of it to be a student of it to be a disciple of it is not enough they want to they want to be uh, players you know they want to be uh, they want to be seen and recognized and elevated and uh, acknowledged and uh, the way they see this is 
you know, they're still caught in this paradigm, right? This, um, this old vision of, you know, the Messiah must be, you know, uh, the one who's up there on getting the gold medal. And yep. I want to be on your other side, getting the silver and James on the other side, getting the gold and, or the bronze. And, you know, it's that kind of, that's the kind of glory, right? That they are still envisioning. And uh, for those of us who know the story, right, already, which any reader of this gospel would have known uh, the horrible punchline, I guess, uh, to Jesus's story, um, when, and how he is alluding, right, to that, uh, you yeah. know, well, it's not going to be like an Olympic podium, close, but not quite, you know, and it probably won't be you two uh, hanging on either side of me, it'll most likely be riffraff that are, you know, from the margins of society, uh, who uh, are being, you know, persecuted or whatever too. And uh, they will hang on my left and my right. And it's just this, just because I think we have inside knowledge here, it's this funny kind of exchange, so. Yeah, fun, it's uh, it's <laughs> well, maybe like, not funny, but. <laughs> it's funny, but it's like, what's the word for it? A little macabre, macabre right? Yeah, and, yeah. It's funny in a, in, in a dark comedy kind of way in that Jesus is, you know, and, and it goes back to what, you know, this theme in Mark about carrying the cross, right? Taking up the cross and following Jesus. And like, right. you, you do, you really do not know what you're asking. Like, right. It's almost like <laughs> you poor fools. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, love you so much, but you are fools if you think that, you know, you, you really think you can drink this cup? Um, right. Here's what it means, you know, right. and so it's it's continuing on that theme, which, um, you know, re recently in some of my um, discussions with with peers and coursework, you know, we've been going back to Luther, Martin Luther, and um, folks may know, you know, Martin Luther's um, known for writing about um, the theology of the cross as opposed to the theology of glory. And so here we have a perfect example of that, right? We have where the sons of Zebedee are, are, are thinking about the theology of glory. Like, this is going to be the greatest thing ever, the greatest show on earth. And we want to be right up there right. You know, um, on the main stage. Um, and Jesus comes at them with the theology of the cross. Like, this is, I am going to, you know, I'm going to suffer, right? Um, right. It's, it's like what, what he says, you know, in chapters nine and eight that we've been going over, like the son of man is going to be tortured, you know, and if you're going to sit at my right hand in that way, again, you don't know what you're asking. So it's about the, the, the cross as the site, both of torture, but also, uh, you know, and, and dehumanization, but then obviously, um, because we know the, the story in hindsight, obviously God's solidarity showing up in spite of that. And, and Jesus's love for all that shows up, you know, um, in spite of that. Yeah, and I think the Zebedees are, you know, they are victims of a similar kind of thinking, even to this day when we, uh, when we, you know, are thinking about who, you know, elevating people to positions of leadership, we often think, I just think of the presidential, you know, our presidential leadership, like there's this almost desperation just simply to replace the man. You know what I mean? Just like to, to replace the person. 
And then you realize that, you know, replacing the person really doesn't do, you know what I mean? I mean, it's like, it makes changes, but it's not like the kind of changes that you're dreaming of, you know, that you're hoping for. And, um, and what Jesus is calling for is something, you know, not just like, this is not just about me taking Caesar's spot, right? Yeah. This is about us turning upside down, right? That whole way of thinking on every level. And he's just, he's, we've just finished walking through what that looks like on a social level, on a family level, right? Involving kids and divorce and spouses and all that. And then on an economic level, right? And the values are turned upside down. The values are completely, you know, um, just flipped over. And, um, and they're still, they still don't get that part of the whole movement, you know, like this is where we're headed to kind of a complete revolution, as it were, not just a, a exchanging personalities. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of like, you know, as we discussed last week with the, the, the young rich man that approached Jesus and, you know, Jesus coming back at, at him with the call to sell all his possessions and, and, and the message was that God's kingdom has a different currency than the kingdom right. of this economic and political kingdom or system. God's currency is much different. And so this is what you, this is where, where you are lacking friend, you know? And so it's the right. same thing here, right? And that second part of the passage, um, you know, alluding to the, the Gentiles and the tyrants and, um, you know, we are organized differently. So God's currency is different and, and, and the organization of the kingdom of God, which we are trying to um, model through our actual organization as a small community of followers, of disciples, um, is organized differently. And this is where he comes at with whoever wishes to become great. You really want to be great, uh, uh, you know, along the lines of this uh, different way of thinking, along the lines of the cross, as opposed to glory you got to be a servant you know right. you gotta, yeah um, and i don't know if we've talked about this in a in a in a past um episode but um you know henry nowen has, has wrote a book um i can't find my copy i had it somewhere i got you know look at it. it's in that like, shelf behind you i know <laughs> <laughs> but um i read it a number of years ago and it's it, it's it has something about it's called um down the downward downward spiritual mobility so basically following christ is about following it's it's not an upward trajectory right right downward spiritual mobility um and so this right. is what jesus is lifting up here you know you if you want to be first you got to be a servant and you you got to be present to um the realities of people your 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 siblings your brethren sister <laughs> on the right. ground what's happening yeah. in the community, in the neighborhood, um, and how do we make changes, fundamental changes there? Yeah. Yeah, I think, and I still think that, you know, in changing the paradigm of, in this case, like, like you said, the second half is what leadership looks like. Just like he changed the paradigm economically, you know, uh, in the last week, you know, last week's passage. But, you know, it was interesting last week's passage, how Jesus talks about, you know, look, you may, because the disciples came said, we gave up everything to follow you. And Jesus says, well, those who did that, they'll get, they'll inherit all kinds of stuff. And 
you know, if, if you're not careful, you might think he's just talking about, well, you're, I'm going to get you your car and your houses and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, but really what he was talking about was this, if you change the paradigm of like, you know, particularly like private ownership and private hoarding and, you know, and uh, accumulating, right? We talked about acquisition with the, the, the word, the Greek word yes, uh, last week in that passage. If, mm -hmm. if we change our mindset where it's all about acquisition and, you know, just accumulating uh, resources, but if we, if we turn that inside out and really the effort is about connecting and collective, you know, kind of well-being and, you know, uh, balance and justice and fairness and looking after one another. Uh, in that process, you inherit a lot. You don't just lose right. stuff. You inherit all the, you know, now, now what is, if that philosophy, you know, when, uh, you know, my dad would say people came into our house, you know, my house is your house, you know, my living room is your living room. So it's that kind of thinking suddenly, oh, well, now I have two living rooms, you know, and if you could extend that out, you know, to in kind of creating those kinds of relationships, you know, many, many times over, you do inherit stuff. And I think that's the same here in this passage is that, you know, there is the flipping, you know, the downward mobility and the flipping the script of what leadership is, but there's still a joyous payoff. You know what I mean? There's still a wonderful kind of selfish uh, kind of um, self-interest, you know, like, I mean, we, a benefit, but it's just a different kind of benefit. It's not, it's not a benefit like tyrants are recognized because people fear them, right? And they, and they uh, are forced to kind of, you know, exalt them and stuff. But, you know, to, the other, the payoff and the other kind of leadership is you know where people really love you and you know are uh in, endeared to you and that's you know that's a whole that's a whole different kind of payoff but we've seen we know leaders like that and how wonderful it must be to have that in their lives you know to do that work and then to just have that those feelings you know uh that people have for them um so i think it's like there's a lot to be gained, I guess, um, every, yeah. you know, because these are tough passages, but I think the payoffs are big too. The gain comes from, and, and it's, it's being able to um, let go of what, uh, of what we, what the, you know, what the, the systems, you know, that we've inherited tell us that, you know, about success, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, in terms of how success and how leadership is defined in a very hierarchical, in a very um, wealth-oriented manner, right? Power, privilege, access, wealth, all these things, um, individualized. And, and you know, Jesus and, uh, is, is saying the, the, the gain is, is, you know, you share the fruits of the spirit. You share um, all of the benefits of, 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 of God's, you know, sort of uh, commonwealth you know and, and you right. share together you share leadership you share governance you share power you share um all and all it all belongs to everybody you know and it's right. and it's um in in the um you know the the zapatistas from you know from mm -hmm. mexico have had a, a whole sort of list of principles that they governed around which were sort of you know cooperative based and one of my favorites is I think related to this passage, which is um, mandar obedeciendo, which means to to govern 
um, um, by obeying, right? Mm -hmm. Or to lead by obeying. And I think that's what Jesus is saying, right? Yep. Those who wish to become great among you must be your servant and you're right. attuned to the whole, to what is yeah. happening. And you share, you share that together for a greater good. Yeah. And it's the inverse of what people are experiencing, right? And seeing and what society lifts up and the cultural values. And, you know, we read here, he talks about the Gentiles and their style of leadership, but really we should read there, the Romans, right? The Roman empire. Okay. And just to be, just so we don't get confused, uh, you know, there, he's definitely the context for both Mark and Jesus is the Roman empire. And, um, and this is a, an inverse image, right? Of their type of leadership. Uh, we're not looking to become tyrants. We're not looking to become Dom, if we don't look to create a, a society of domination, political domination, where those, you know, a few at the top uh, dominate, you know, the 99%, uh, but we're looking to flip that, right? And we're looking to uh, create a society where, like you said, where everybody uh, kind of leads through obeying or leads through sharing or leads through sacrifice or leads through giving, you know? Um, I let the kids sing a song here at the preschool, you know, love is something if you give it away. And, uh, you know, like, I like that. So um, it's, um, you know, I think that's, uh, that's, the, a ri that's the risky kind of love, right? That Jesus talks about and the risky kind of power, right? Power is, you know, I mean, with all, you know, I mean, my community organizer friends are gonna kill me out there, you know, but power, uh, well, you got to give it away. You can't, it's not just about accumulating power as a community, right? But we give it away to not to be vulnerable, not to, I mean, to be vulnerable, but not to be like uh, doormats, but to, um, you know, uh, or put ourselves at risk or our communities at risk, but to, to extend it, you know, we're trying to give it away to extend, you know, kind of who gets to it's an practice offer. that love. Yeah. Right. It it's, it's, it's this idea, I think of, I, I, I don't think about it in terms of giving it away, but I think what I hear you saying is it's like, it's, it, you share it, right? And you give yeah. it, um, and it's, right. it's an offering. And imagine if it yeah. becomes not just a personal offering, but a, a collective offering, it becomes that much right. greater, right? Yeah. Um, so I think yeah. it down to, I, I think it makes it hard to think about it too sometimes is we think there's a limited quantity yeah. of something like love or something like, or justice or something like that. Like we have to, you know, kind of meet it out in little bits and pieces and, and I need my share, you need your share. And again, that's a paradigm we have to, Jesus is challenging us to, you know, get rid of that. It's not, uh, when it comes to stuff like that, it's, there is no like, you know, set quantity. So, yeah. Yeah. And then think about how we, in our, in our congregational settings, we replicate all kinds of things right and so like what's what is the kind of model that we want to sort of lift up in the way that we do the work of the church and i'm talking about all aspects of it um you know from the administrative to what happens on sunday to what happens during the week you know is it going right. to be is it going to be like the the models of uh, the corporate model um or yeah. the model of the of the of the empire or is it going to be a, a trying to approximate knowing that it's going to be messy and not perfect and maybe we're working our way but trying to approximate what jesus is calling the disciples to in this passage like that cooperative right. um you know spirit you know even though that we might not fully get there or it's going to be a tough road you know mm -hmm. yeah 
I liked uh, you. This may or may not have anything to do with anything, but you just made me. I read yesterday something Bishop Curry uh, said in one of his newsletters, a little reflection or something like that. It was about um, learning the way of love, which he's always, you know, always focused on right now. But I loved how he said, you know, if you're like an individual or if you're, you know, in a neighborhood or you're in this group or you're, you know, he, he listened to a bunch of things and the church was just one. You know, like your church community was just one of a number of different things where you could be practicing, right, uh, this way of love. And I thought like, you know, that that's, that's really good. We need that right now. We need to know, um, we because we or we need to, I feel like uh, you've heard me say this before, but coming off the pan or, you know, you know kind of coming out of the pandemic, um, I feel like there's a lost opportunity uh, of rethinking the paradigm of church, you know, like we had, we were in a moment where we had to rethink everything. And, um, and I, I, in a way, I feel like we should have uh, really run with that, you know, and, uh, and, and, and kind of blown the doors off the place as it were. And, uh, and really think not just in terms of, you know, zooming versus in-person stuff, but just of the whole paradigm of what it means to be the church and how we do the mission of the church and how we, uh, you know, how we are known as the church, right? Yeah. Stuff like that. And so I, I, it was nice. It felt like that opportunity was still dangling out there uh, when Bishop Curry uh, used that language. And I hope others are thinking like that too, because I, I feel like it is a, a time where we could rethink everything. So. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I was, heartened to see that in, in, in Bishop Curry's recent um, talks or um, statements, he's, he's come out pretty strong about what it really means to be the Jesus movement. You know, I think this, right. tra this transcends the Episcopal Church. I think it applies to any, any Christian, I think, en a entity, anyone that's trying to be a Christian in day and age. But he's talking about that way of Jesus and that the way of love. Um, that is not not uh, you know preoccupied or centered on empire or the established right. power structures or on preserving institution even the very institution of right the church the denomination but really challenging um you know the, anything that harms um you know anybody right the, yeah all the oppressive things that harm and separate and divide and 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 really become the church by that looks and acts like Jesus. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a challenge. It is a challenge. Uh, an invitation, though, at the same time. So um, so that's all I got, Francisco, unless you got... I think we're... Right. Right. We, we, we can struggle with, uh, with when we're acting like the sons of Zebedee ourselves, you know? <laughs> that's right. a little grace and get back on the Jesus train. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Get back on the Jesus train. Um, well, it's been a pleasure, Francisco, as always. Um, I hope folks get a little something out of this. Uh, this is a podcast as well. You can pick it up on any place where you get your podcasts and, uh, or you can watch us on Facebook, uh, share and uh, let others know. Comment is super fun when people comment and um, say something and engage us and we will engage you back. So um, I hope, yeah, we want to hear from you, definitely. So, well, Francisco, you take care out there in Tennessee. Go Dodgers. Sending the prayer up. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's right on, man. All right. Take care. Peace.